What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and on today's show, we're going to discuss the initial roster that was announced for the 2021-22 Bruins, and we're also going to discuss some predictions that I have for this upcoming season. Thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen of the day. Let's get into it, shall we? On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is Tuesday, October 12th, and the NHL regular season begins tonight. Although we have to wait a few days for the Bruins to get in action as they don't start until Saturday against Dallas. Uh, before we get into today's podcast, just to let you know, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. want to thank you for all those who have subscribed to the podcast so far on your favorite podcast app, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Casts is what I use on my Android phone. Uh, each new episode automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be so very much appreciated. Uh, the podcast also available on YouTube now, uh, so you can uh, watch there. Uh, please do subscribe to Locked On Bruins on YouTube. There's a channel there. I'll link to it on Twitter. Uh, which you can find Locked NHL Bruins. Uh, the podcast is up both on Twitter and Instagram using that handle. And you can find me and my hockey tweets and dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren. <clears throat> For those of you watching on YouTube, you can see the Twitter handle there on the bottom of the page. Now, yesterday the Bruins announced their uh, roster for opening night. And or the initial roster is what they called it. And here who is on it. No surprise, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, David Pasternak on the top line. I'm kind of projecting what the lineup will be like based on the roster announcement. The second line projects to be Taylor Hall, Charlie Coyle, Craig Smith. On the third line, we have Jake DeBrusque, Eric Howla, and Nick Felino. And then the fourth line. First of all, Curtis Lazar, sideline with an upper body injury. Uh, Bruce Cassidy, head coach, uh, kind of intimated that it's possible that he might be headed for surgery. So in the meantime, the uh, line looks to be Trent Frederick, Thomas Nozick, and Carson Kuhlman uh, with uh, Anton Bleed serving as the extra forward. What that means is Chris Wagner, who had been placed on waivers over the weekend and cleared. He has been assigned to Providence, as has standout forward Jack Stanika, who impressed in an audition for the second-line role. Uh, but the fact that he is waiver-exempt made it easy for him to be sent down to the AHL. That's um, not the case for Bleed and Kuhlman. Personally, I would have liked to have seen Stanika on the roster over either of those guys. But again, he's waiver exempt. Coolman and Bleed would have had to go through waivers to be assigned to Providence. 
whether or not they would have been claimed. That's another story, whether or not they should be claimed. For me, they're serviceable, uh, but they're kind of replacement level players. And Stanika did what he needed to do over the summer and in training camp to earn a spot. I don't think it's a, a case where it's he's either first line center in Providence or a fourth line winger. I think there was some movement. You could do Nozick, Howla, and uh, Kuhlman on the fourth line. Maybe put Stanika on the third line center role or even bump Coyle down to third line center and put Stanika up on the second line and kind of balance things out that way. That's just one man's opinion, and uh, it's not what the Bruins ultimately decided. And, uh, yeah, I would expect Stanika to be up sooner than later if there is an injury. Now, on defense, uh, not many surprises, although John Moore, who was also waived over the weekend, uh, stuck with the team. He was not sent down. He'll stick as an extra defenseman uh, to go along with Brandon Carlo, Connor Clifton, Derek Forbort, Matt Grizzlick, Charlie McAvoy, and Mike Riley. Those are the projected top six guys. And then Jacobs Borrell, John Moore, sticking around as extra defensemen, meaning Yerho Vakaninen sent down to the AHL. And then in net, of course, we have uh, Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman. No real surprises there. When it comes to Kuhlman, um, Bruce Cassidy said he's tried to attack the net and create some stuff offensively. His exits are good out of the D zone. He's got good speed. He can track down people on the forecheck with good speed and pace. Uh, but they want a little more greasiness from him if he's going to play on the fourth line. They don't expect him to go out there and be a hits leader by any means, but he does have to be a little more assertive in that area along the lines of the role that Chris Wagner played. Uh, maybe that translates into a few more hits. He's got a good hockey IQ, willing to go to the net, decent shot. What Cassidy has always said about him is he can sit for stretches and still give you good energy, and that's important in that role. He's played well, not dominant, not poor. He's done as advertised. And right now, uh, he's a guy they're looking at there to contribute on the fourth line, both offensively and defensively. Kuhlman said it's something that he can for sure add to his game. Uh, he knows in the role that he's in now, it's something that he needs to bring and would help the team a lot. Going in with the mentality of bringing it every night and telling yourself you can play that way, the greasy or gritty, whatever you want to call it. On the second line, Taylor Hall said Charlie Coyle has looked great. He really thinks a lot of him as a player and always has. And, you know, when they heard that Krejci wasn't coming back, he didn't really think too much about it. Uh, Hall said Krejci wanted to do what he wanted to do. He was a great teammate, a great Bruin, but there's guys that can step in that hole, and he feels like Charlie is that guy. So that's how the roster's taking shape for now. And, of course, injuries come up, and there's always roster movement uh, that occurs. For the moment, the Bruins, uh, they have about $1.3 million in uh, current cap space. Their deadline cap space projected at 6.5. That is always subject to change, of course. Uh, but they should be in position to add at center or on defense at the trade deadline should the need arise. I mentioned the Bruins don't play until Saturday. 
So it's a 10 day break between the preseason and Saturday's opener. And then they'll have another three days off following their first game against the stars. A lot of downtime early in the year and the coaching staff is trying to balance practicing too much after a long and grueling training camp. Uh, Bruce Cassidy on Monday said, you'll be better off for it eventually when you've had this rest, but practices uh, are going to get a little tougher to get going. Guys are getting tired of practicing. They know the season is starting this week and they want to get going and they've got to keep them focused in that regard. A bunch of Bruins were at Fenway Park last night to watch the Boston Red Sox uh, eliminate the Tampa Bay Rays from the postseason. And uh, side note, Jack Eichel, I'm sure you saw on Twitter, was in uh, the box with a bunch of Bruins, kind of, but not really, fueling speculation or hope that um, he could become a member of the Boston Bruins at some point. But that's probably wishful uh, thinking. Before I get into some of my predictions for this season, a quick word about bet online. If you're looking to place some wagers on hockey or football, basketball, the baseball playoffs, bet online is your number one spot and the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. They have a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, and they can be, continue to be the number one source for everything football. You can head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Again, from football, baseball, basketball, hockey, boxing, your favorite casino games, take advantage of all the amazing offers at Bet Online, where the game starts. Bet Online. Yes, where the game starts. Now, DirecTV, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, and that's Direct Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. The best part, there's no annual fee, or no annual contracts. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct Stream. Learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Thank you again for making Locked on Bruins your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Crosschecks live NHL season preview. It's happening tonight, October 12th, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the Locked on NHL YouTube page. It'll be hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, and they'll be teeing up the new NHL season, key storylines, and award and Stanley Cup playoff predictions. Speaking of predictions, I thought I would take a moment just to um, yeah, predict who I feel will win uh, each division and uh, who will advance in the postseason. If you recall, the divisions are back to their regular format, although with a slight change out west, the Arizona Coyotes are now in the central division uh, with the Seattle Kraken taking their spot in the uh, Pacific for me, the Pacific is probably the weakest of the four divisions. I think Vegas is the runaway favorite out there. They will finish in first place. And then from there, it's a bit of a crapshoot, although I do think Edmonton will be very strong. They'll probably finish in second. Uh, Vancouver, perhaps finishing in third. And then, uh, you know, it'll be 
Calgary, Seattle fighting it out for that fourth spot and perhaps a wild card spot. I don't think the three California teams are really primed for a playoff run, although the future is very bright for the Los Angeles Kings. They got a ton of prospects coming up. Um, I do think the loss of Quinton Byfield for the Kings is huge. Um, and they're probably a year or two away from really uh, breaking out. Uh, and same with the Ducks. They have uh, Zagrass, Drysdale, really primed to break out. Uh, but I think that three California teams will be at the bottom. And then Seattle, the three Canadian teams in Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, uh, fighting for those three spots. And then Vegas, uh, clearly the uh, best team in that division. Now let's go with the central division. The Arizona Coyotes, I think, will be one of the uh, worst teams in the NHL this season. They're easily penciled in in the number eight spot here. And then again, it gets a bit trickier. Uh, I think Nashville won't be that great. I'd put them down in sixth or sorry, seventh. St. Louis might struggle. Uh, I think Minnesota and Colorado Perhaps Dallas are the top three teams in the division uh, with Chicago. Actually, Winnipeg is pretty strong as well. Uh, I'd put them up there with uh, Colorado. One thing I worry about with Colorado, I'll get to them in a moment with my playoff predictions, but I worry about their goaltending. Uh, you know, Philip Grubauer signed with Seattle. They added Darcy Kemper. Uh, Pavel Francouge uh, is injured. I don't know if Kemper can hold up over an 82 game season and carry a team into the finals. That could be something that they have to address. And uh, let's insert a bold prediction here, shall we? Tugarask, free agent, thinking about coming back, playing for the Boston Bruins. He said the only team he wants to play for is Boston. But consider Colorado coming in and making a huge pitch to sign Tuka Rask to be the goalie that helps them get over the hump and win the Stanley Cup. They're loaded top to bottom, uh, have a very good chance of winning the Stanley Cup. And I could picture a scenario where they certainly make that pitch to Tuka Rask. And if the Bruins are comfortable with Allmark and Swayman and the Avalanche are offering more money, um, and let's be honest, perhaps a better chance at the Stanley Cup, then that would be hard for him to to pass up a few months in Colorado uh, to get that cup that he did not win as a member of the Boston Bruins, no fault of his own in 2019, I should add again. So again, let's rank the central teams. I've got Colorado in first. Let's put Winnipeg second, Minnesota in third, uh, I'll put Dallas in fourth, and then it's going to be St. Louis, Chicago, um, Nashville, Arizona, rounding out those eight teams. Now, we're more concerned about the Eastern Conference teams, of course. Let's start in the Metro. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a weird one. I think Washington, Pittsburgh, not as strong as they used to be. The Penguins will be without Evgeny Malkin for a couple months to be in the season. Their goaltending is very questionable with Tristan Jari, as we saw back in the playoffs. I really think it's the Islanders who are going to win the division this year. Uh, you know, they have the best goaltending duo in the NHL with Semyon Varlamov and Ilya Sorokin. 
They have a good mix of veterans and young players coming up. And Barry Trotz always seems to get the most out of this team. <clears throat> so I think they're going to finish first in the division. You probably should um, pencil Washington and Pittsburgh in as, as number two and three. But I do think that they are vulnerable. And uh, teams like the Philadelphia Flyers, the Carolina Hurricanes, the uh, New York Rangers, even the New Jersey Devils to some extent, uh, could challenge those teams and bump uh, Pittsburgh and Washington out of playoff spots. Columbus, I think, not surprisingly, would be uh, penciled in as the eight team. But it's going to be really hard to, uh, yeah, predict this division. Probably only four teams will come out of it. And uh, I would say the Islanders, the Capitals, the, um, I don't know if I want to say the Penguins, to be honest. I think the Rangers could really surprise. And um, I don't know if the Devils are quite there, especially if Mackenzie Blackwood doesn't get vaccinated and misses, misses a bunch of games. Uh, I don't know about the Flyers. Their goaltending is a bit suspect. Um, so if we're going to base it, I always base it on goaltending, strength of goaltending. So the Islanders for sure. Capitals have pretty solid goaltending in Samsonov and Vanacek, as we saw last year. They're still going to be strong. Uh, I would think the Rangers could be up there with Shazirkin and Georgiev. And so I'm going to give them the fourth spot. And then uh, I guess Carolina is, is way too talented not to miss the playoffs. So I'll, I'll put them there as well, uh, meaning the Penguins, Flyers, Devils, and Blue Jackets will not make the playoffs. In the Atlantic, it's a bit easier. There's kind of two tiers of teams here. At the bottom, you have Ottawa, Detroit, uh, Buffalo, certainly will probably be the worst team in the NHL this year. And you also have the Montreal Canadiens, who are interesting because they went to the Stanley Cup final last year. They have lost Jesperi Kotkaniemi, of course. Uh, they're going to be without Shea Weber. Terry Price will be out. Uh, indefinitely, I guess, minimum 30 days as he entered the player assistance program. So they're probably going to get off to a rough start and I don't see them making the playoffs. So those are the bottom four teams, top four teams. Of course, you have the defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. You have the Florida Panthers who are up and coming, if not arrived. You have the perpetually hopeful Toronto Maple Leafs and our Boston Bruins. I saw Frank Cervelli of daily face-off yesterday pick the Bruins not to make the playoffs. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Uh, I think the only way that would happen is if there's five uh, excellent teams in the Metro and the Bruins miss out on a wild card. Uh, but I still see them finishing as high as third, I'm going to say. Uh, I don't think the Maple Leafs are as good and they're kind of fragile. Um, they're goaltending. I'm not a huge believer in Jack Campbell played really well last year. Peter Mrazek played good in limited time, but um, they lost Zach Hyman. That's a big loss. And they're not as deep as they used to be. Austin Matthews will be sidelined to begin the season. Ilya Mikulev is out. Uh, so I see them finishing fourth, Boston third. Unfortunately, Tampa Bay, I think is going to finish second. And that would be a, a big test for the Bruins uh, in the first round that I don't know if they'll pass. And then I think the 
Panthers will finish uh, first in the division, although their goaltending is a little suspect as well. Coming out of each division, I'm going to go Colorado. No, actually, I'm going to pick Winnipeg to come out of the Central Division. Again, I don't believe in Colorado's goaltending. Vegas out West. Uh, In the Metro, I'm going to pick the Islanders. And then in the Atlantic, I'm going to go out on a limb and pick the Florida Panthers. And then it'll be the Panthers and Jets in the final. Is that what I'm going to say? Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm kind of making this up as I go along. Really, I do think it will be Colorado in the final. They were my prediction. Uh, but again, I don't believe in their goaltending. But let's go with Colorado and the Islanders in the Stanley Cup final. And Colorado winning possibly, maybe, uh, with Tugarask in net as their goaltender. That will be my boldest prediction that I'll make that Tugarask will sign with the Colorado Avalanche and lead them to a Stanley Cup final. Now, with the ever-increasing numbers of mix and models, it's almost impossible for your local auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why injure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, and you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. They're a family-owned business, and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. They had a new gas cap that I had to order from my very old uh, Honda as well. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Again, go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now, speaking of Jack Eichel, who I mentioned earlier, Pierre Lebrun uh, reported Jack Eichel remains adamant about undergoing artificial disc replacement surgery and uh, teams are warming up to that idea. There could be some conditions that must be placed on that uh, to make it happen again, wishful thinking, but Jack Eichel is in Boston and uh, Oh man, that would be, (laughs) that would be so great, but uh, I don't see that quite happening. Tonight on the NHL schedule, there are two games to begin the regular season. The Pittsburgh Penguins visit the Tampa Bay Lightning, who will be raising their Stanley Cup banner. And then the Seattle Kraken will be taking on the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Although Vegas will be without five of their better players for tonight's franchise opening matchup against uh, Vegas, uh, as they have some players who have entered the COVID protocol Jared McCann, Marcus Johansson, Eunice Donskoy, Jamie Oleksiak, and Callie Yarncroft. So, yeah, that's kind of a, not a great start. Not a great look for the NHL. Back on ESPN, and uh, they're going to have to spend some time talking about COVID off the top. Uh, Lightning head coach John Cooper signed a three-year contract extension yesterday. Well-deserved, obviously, as he is arguably you know the best one of the best coaches in the nhl for sure probably the best at the moment coming off two straight stanley cups 
Uh, Evander Kane is a guy that we've spoken about. He's listed as non-roster pending the completion of two league investigations into allegations of spousal abuse and using a fake vaccination card. Meanwhile, if you're placing odds on the Calder Trophy, look at William Eklund of the San Jose Sharks. Uh, he could very well take that um, mantle at the end of the season. What else is going on? That's uh, that's pretty much it, I think, in relation to the Boston Bruins. Again, I'm very excited to kick off another season, uh, and I very much appreciate all of you who take some time to listen on a daily basis, a few times a week. Uh, it really does mean a lot. If you haven't already, please smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be added to your feed. We're going to be here five days a week throughout the season. Also on YouTube, please subscribe on there. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited to get into hopefully the first full 82-game season in the history of Locked On Boston Bruins. First season uh, interrupted by COVID. Second season was shortened due to COVID. Uh, COVID still a thing, obviously. Uh, but hopefully we can get through a full 82-game season plus the Olympics, which is going to be uh, really exciting as well. So thanks for being here. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Send some mailbag questions in uh, for the upcoming season to Locked NHL Bruins or at ENC McLaren. And I will answer those on tomorrow's podcast. I'll also put a call out on Instagram uh, for some questions. So, yeah, hope you're all having a, a great start to the week. And uh, we'll catch you again tomorrow. Take care, friends.